Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I am coming on to you live on Facebook, as well as I am on the air right now. And I keep saying, and it's not an excuse, it is an explanation, but I do need to do better. But I want to thank you guys for joining in, tuning in, calling in, and I also want to thank my loyal listeners that do reach out and they come on the air with me. I am truly grateful for you guys. And I know yesterday when we were talking about grief and grieving, and that was something that I did want to share. And I did want to kind of continue to piggyback on that, but then something dropped in my spirit in regards to I don't. I, I am obedient, and I do want to put information out there that's going to be of value to individuals and something that people may want to hear as well as sometimes they need to hear it, which is today's show. We're going to be talking about spiritual growth because I was kind of torn between responsibilities, accountability, comfort, and trying to find out ways of putting all that information together. And then it hit me, because if we are mature spiritually, if we are growing or we know how to grow, then everything else can fall in place. So we're going to be talking about that. So, again, if you are in ministry, if you are a pastor, a deacon, or someone that even want to just join in on this topic, if you are just a believer, or even if you are an unbeliever and you want to know, how can I do better? You know, I'm one that I love watching Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil would always say, when you know better, you do better. And that is so true. Because sometimes when we even talk about forgiveness and forgiving individuals, one of my reasons for forgiving a lot of things and overlooking some things, I say, they didn't know no better. They really didn't know no better. So today as we're talking about spiritual growth, and if you want to join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. And as you can tell, I didn't do my Facebook Live going on and all of that because I have a terrible headache today. My head is killing me. And I am going to do my best to let it do what it do and just make sure I keep drinking water and stay hydrated and make sure that I'm okay because I have to be okay in order to be able to help other individuals. So with that being said, we talk about spiritual growth. Now, today, I always say more than ever, we are seeing so much stuff that's going on in the world. And as we start talking about stuff that's even going on in the world, we really need to get it right. We need to do better. We need to get our affairs in order, our finances in order, our health in order. we got a lot of work we need to do. And a lot of times individuals don't know how to start. I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I paid almost $4 for one pomegranate. And I've loved pomegranates ever since I was a kid. And I said, you know what, I always wanted a pomegranate tree. Now, in order to get a tree, you got to plant, and you got to plant something, and it grows on you. Now, I'm like, three ninety nine for a pomegranate, and I bought it. That was crazy. But I'm waiting because I just bought me a pomegranate tree. I'm waiting to plant in my backyard because I'm going to plant my own tree. So when we start talking about growth and we start talking about spiritual growth, how can one grow Spiritually, And that's what I mean when I said we got to get it right. So today's show is designed to provide information as to what spiritual growth can look like or it does what it do look like, how to obtain spiritual growth, and information will also be provided as to what may be standing in your way of obtaining spiritual growth. And that's interesting because it is so easy to blame others for what's going on in the world. Before the show, I was sidetracked watching the news again, and they still talking about what happened with the people leaving Afghanistan and pointing the finger and blaming so-and-so. And Senator Cruz, he needs to go sit down somewhere. Because to me, he looked like the man on, um, what was it, was it, the Adams family, or it was one of them with the little boy. He, he always looked like that to me. But 
he's, I mean, we're so busy pointing the fingers, blaming who did what, who said what, whose fault it is. But when you learn to grow, you learn that you will be held accountable. You are to be responsible. And that's how we grow and that's how we mature. So get back to the fruit and the growth. You don't want nothing that ain't ripe. You don't want nothing that's not ready. So how do you know when you're ready? Now, I indicated, and let me, people want to call for make therapy appointments. i got to do that later. So I mentioned earlier when we start talking about what's going on in the world, also what's going on in our homes and what's going on in our personal life. Now, again, we all are going to be held accountable. So let's take responsibilities for our lives. I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want to hear your comments. I do like to get feedback and dialogue in regards to what do that mean to you because some of us have children, grandchildren, adult children, and we're still trying to get them to grow. We're still trying to teach them. I was on another person's podcast over the weekend, and we were talking about some things even in leadership. So even once you become a leader, how do you help bring other people on board to help them in their development? Now, if you are also listening on Facebook Live, call in. You can join me, and I can click the button and join you on where you can be with me on Facebook Live. Now, with spiritual growth, spiritual growth is the process of shedding our wrong. A lot of times, we may not even know we're wrong. I remember my mother used to always say to me, why do you always got to get in trouble for the same thing? And I used to say, well, you know, stop whooping me for the same thing because apparently I ain't going to stop. But I didn't realize what I was doing was wrong because sometimes you can see so many people doing things and we try to make our wrongs right. But we know some things we do, you know you don't have no business doing that. And not only shedding the wrong and unreal concepts, our thoughts, the things that go on in some of our minds, the concepts that we believe that we want, we just go force it and make it right, and also our beliefs and our ideas. So, we, again, when I start talking about spiritual growth, it's the process of shedding, getting rid of some of those wrongs and unreal concepts, thoughts, beliefs, and ideas, and becoming more conscious and aware of our inner being. What's really on the inside of you? I remember a long time ago, well, it wasn't that long ago, but I remember something happened where I was living. And I was living in a neighborhood where I went from one neighborhood about a mile and a half away down the road, and, boy, that neighborhood was a mess. And my grandmother used to call certain things Peyton Place, but this was beyond Peyton Place. I had never experienced so much racism and judgment and discrimination. I mean, it was, and I only moved a mile and a half down the road. And I remember one time my neighbor even called the police on me and said that I had dead bodies in my house because I had the biggest house on the street, a lot of cars, and there was a lot of people living in my home, and it wasn't. I was just in a position to live better, and I was moving to a different environment. But that environment was not very accepting of me because of their beliefs and ideas that they had formed about my culture, who I was as a woman, and everything else, and they was wrong. But but the story I'm trying to get to with the spiritual growth, one day I had left, and when I left, to go out of town, I came back, my dogs were dead. My neighbors was already complaining about my dogs barking, but it wasn't my dogs. You could hear the dogs barking from the kettle aboard Camp Pendleton. So they must have it on my dog and said, I had too many dogs. So when I left, one dog had already been poisoned, came back home and found two dead, two dead dogs on the side of my house. So when I called my son, and my son came over later, for something else, my son realized, and he looked at me in my face, he said, Mom, you changed. Because I knew that that man was not worth my freedom. And, yes, I called the dog pal, the Humane Society. They told me the dogs had been poisoned. I called the police. I did everything in my power that I was supposed to do. But growing up in Compton, 
what I wanted to do, I knew I couldn't get away with that. And that man will be held accountable for what he did to my two innocent dogs. But that was when my son let me know, Mom, you've grown. You've changed. Because I did not react and respond the way he thought I was going to react and respond. So, again, we have to be aware of our inner beings. And it covers our inner spirit that is always present. The good is in you, but sometimes it's just so easy to just do something wrong and fight and complain. Now, I have some questions. How do you define spiritual growth? How do you achieve, or how do one achieve spiritual growth? And what does the Bible say about spiritual growth? Those are some of the things that I am going to be addressing on the show today. And I do want to talk about it. And, again, I do want to hear your thoughts. I don't want to be sitting here talking by myself because I already said I got a headache, so I'm getting dehydrated. Now, Miss Christina, I'm on the phone with the regional center. I'll try to call in. <laughs> you know, I, I got to grow, too, because I put this information out late. I apologize for that putting this stuff out so late, I do need to do better, and I keep saying that. But, again, got a lot going on. Now, when we start talking about what does spiritual growth look like, and, first of all, why do we want to obtain it? So I like talking about the good before I start talking about the bad and the ugly. You know, it's like a person, I'm sitting there looking at myself, I'm looking like thing on Norbert with a pollution when she was hitting her breast on top of the stairwell. wheel. I'm like, come on now, I'm not that big, I'm really not. But this is really making me look huge being on this um, iPad. But that is okay because I'm going to roll with it. So not always what you look like or what you feel like. Sometimes you got to press your way through no matter what. So I'm going to keep on looking at this even though it got me looking all half crazy. So when we start talking about um, the the growth and how it starts, and I'm looking for the emails that I sent myself, I want to first start off by saying that in order to grow something, you got to know what you're planting. you got to know what these seeds are about, where I want to go, and how I am trying or would like to get there. Now, this is crazy because I sent this stuff out to me, and um, I can't find it because of the cloud, where the hell the cloud is. So if you are out there again and you want to join in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want to hear what you have to say. In regards to how you would like to change some of the things that may be going on in your life and that may be able to help you. Now, I'm going to start off again, and this is coming from, and it says successconsciousness.com. And again, and I will repeat, and they're talking about with spiritual growth. And like I said, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just wake up and say, oh, I'm this new, profound person. It's going to take some time, so please be patient with yourself. Now, when we talk about this process in shedding your wrongs, you got to first acknowledge that it's wrong, an unreal concept. When my grandson, too, fell out, he was talking about the tooth fairy and all that stuff, and I'm just sitting there like, mm, I don't want to lie to this baby, but this baby's going to tell me, his tooth never fell out. He's trying to give it to the tooth. So I just, I didn't say a word. So that way, if he ever find out, he can't say his granny lied to him because I didn't say nothing about that. But unreal concept. Sometimes we learn as we grow up. My mother used to always say, keep living, keep living. And I'm still learning. These thoughts, sometimes you can think something is right and it ain't. These thoughts that be in our head and our beliefs. Our beliefs comes from our beliefs, our perceptions, and our experience. If we experience something, we think it's, hey, it happened to me. It's going to happen to everybody. That's not always true. And these ideas. And like I said, and becoming more conscious and aware of our inner being. 
The process basically uncovers the inner spirit that is always present but is hidden beyond our ego personality. And I'm going to get to this question. This is like our ego. So when I say what's standing in the way of your personal growth, you will kind of figure it out. Now, spiritual growth is the process of inner awakening, rising the consciousness beyond the ordinary. Everyday existence and awakening to some universal truth. So now it starts making sense. It's like, hmm, I'm putting all of these pieces together. So it means going beyond the mind and the ego and realizing who you really are. Who are you? A lot of people don't know. What is your purpose here on earth? A lot of people have no idea. But all you got to do is sit back and listen, like I said about the show. Prematurely, I said I want to talk about something. Mm -mm, I wasn't supposed to. So this is a topic that we need to hear about because we all need to grow in some areas of our life. Now, spiritual growth is of a great importance for everyone in all walks of life. I had a friend who used to always say, you go answer to somebody, and that is true. Or you don't know everything. I tell people I know what I need to know when I need to know it. If I don't need to know it, I don't want to know it. Now, so it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are in life. We all can continue to grow. Now, spiritual growth is the basis for a better and more harmonious life for everyone. Man, we need some peace. Like I said, my head is hurting because I know my son is getting on my last nerve. So I need some peace. So when we start talking about the harmonious life for everyone, a life free of tension, fear, and anxiety. We shouldn't have to be watching the news. And, and I know that all of this drama, you know, all of this sales, I get it. I get it. But by that same token, we should not have to live with all of this tension, fear, and anxiety. I was talking to my daughter the other day about something, and I said, you know what? People are forgetting that COVID is real. People are really dying. This stuff is really happening, and we're walking around with blinders like it don't even exist. doesn't mean we can't go about our day-to-day life. It doesn't mean that we have to be miserable or unhappy. we got to be aware. Just be aware. Now, spiritual growth also helps us learn not to let circumstances or people affect our inner being or state of mind. Meaning, and I'm going to repeat that, we're not going to let circumstances, meaning this is the situation I'm in right now, or people interfere with our state of mind. It helps us to manifest. Okay, somebody calling me in. It helps us to manifest, compose, and detach, and display inner power and strength, which are useful, important tools that everyone needs to know. A lot of times individuals say, Jenna, how did you do that? Jenna, how did you? It ain't about me. It is so not about me. Like I said, I'm taking the time out of my day from running to companies, talking to clients, even though my phone is ringing up a cook. Still getting voicemails. I got to return phone calls, emails, and all this other stuff. But by that same token, I'm still trying to make sure that I'm allowing myself and I have the strength to continue to go and be used as a tool to put this information out. Now, spiritual growth is not an excuse for escaping from responsibility. See, sometimes you say, "Well, I didn't know." Or I, I, I'll never forget you talk to, even adults, you can talk to grown people. And in certain things, I remember uh, my my cousin, rest in peace, he used to say, and we would talk about this, common sense is not that common. There are individuals that you would think that they would know certain things about life, certain things about re- certain responsibilities, accountabilities. Don't have a clue. So it's not an excuse for escaping from responsibilities. It does not mean behaving in a strange or weird manner or becoming an impractical person. It is a method of growing and becoming stronger and happier and a more responsible person. Now, I know sometimes certain fine situations 
a loss of job, a breakup of relationship. I get that. I totally get that. But by that same token, what did you go do about it? What did you learn from that experience? How are you going to continue to move forward and not go backwards? I had a conversation with my son. I know you're probably going to be like, Mom, you keep throwing me under the bus. He got a job offer. Mom, can you drive me? Nope. I'm not going to commit to that. Because if that job is for you and you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. You ain't going to be getting me up out to bed every morning trying to, no, I'm not doing it. And sometimes individuals don't realize that with spiritual growth, when you learn to grow, you learn to be responsible for yourself, to take accountability for yourself and not put your demands on everybody else. That's that, you got to do that. Now, it's a balanced life that requires we take care not only of our necessities of the body, because when you don't take care of your body, it will come back later on in life and kick your butt. I used to think, I used to say, I don't like exercising. I hate exercising. I thought that I could stay fit for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stay fit all right. I can't fit into nothing. <laughs> I thought it about I get back with you later clothes on some of it. But you have to learn to take care of your body, your feelings, because your feelings are your feelings and your mind, but also the spirit and the role of the spiritual growth. Now, I want to give you some tips that it talks about, but I do want to also say, because I'm going to go back to that before I give you the tips. Because when we start talking about the importance, and like I was saying earlier, a lot of times individuals don't want to do something unless they have to or they get in a position where they have no other choice. But if you probably would have took care of something, we could have handled things a lot differently. But you also have to make a decision. You have to get to the point to where it's like, you know what, I think I need to do something about this. Now, when we talk about making a decision towards spiritual growth, it's a daily decision towards spiritual growth, and the decision, you got to do this every day. You've got to make it up in your mind. And a lot of times some people don't want it, and I totally get it. If you don't want it, that's for you. But it's better to have and not need than to need it and not have it. That's why I thank God for the people that have poured into my life, the people that are in my life. Because without that, I wouldn't have nothing to stand on. But by that same token, they poured into me, inspired and encouraged me to be able to do other things. And there's no I in team. So like I said, I don't take full responsibility or take, I don't want to say that I don't take full responsibilities. I don't take things for granted or people for granted. But everything we need for life and holiness is knowing God, the promises, to complete its work, it begins in us. Like I said, I wanted to talk about sorrow. I wanted to talk about pain. But I also knew before I became or got to the point where I just want to talk about what I want to talk about and what I'm seeing with people or individuals as I'm watching that some of my friends are losing their children, their adult children, that I'm watching that so many individuals are struggling with certain things, becoming homeless or losing their jobs or Kids are on drugs and they're dying of overdose. And I'm, I'm watching all of this stuff. But when we start talking about knowing that God has promised to complete the work and it begins in us, we have to do our part. We are all well equipped to practice perseverance. And Peter explains in, when he talks about the second, he about his divine power has granted us all things. That when we talk about all things, all things that pertains to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he granted us his precious and very great promises, so that through them we may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world, because of sinful desires. Sinful desires gets us in trouble. 
Now, I have a caller calling in, and I'm looking at this reading. This. I'm like, I need my glasses because I can't see. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. And what would you, is this, is this Lady T? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lady T. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I haven't talked to Lady T in a long time. I don't know what's going on with Lady T. Let me call Lady T because we need to talk about we need to talk about this. Well, I got to put my glasses on. I'm trying to read this information, and I already got a headache, and it's making my head hurt, and I don't even know wearing these glasses. Ooh, now I really love my mama and my grandmama. Okay, Lady T, so we started talking about spiritual growth, and I was talking about I just bought me a pomegranate tree so I can plant me a pomegranate and watch it grow because I, I went to the store and spent three ninety nine on the pomegranate. That's ridiculous. So how... <laughs> What does that mean to you? Because I know you've got some people in your life that you just want to say, just grow up. You can do mm-hmm. it. You can encourage yourself. You And when I said earlier of sometimes when we start talking about, even in the show, I want to talk about what's in the way. What's in the way is you. We be in our own way with our negative mm-hmm. attitudes, self-doubts, our sense of entitlement, wanting people to give us something. We can be in our own Way, Lady T. What do you guys want to say as it relates to spiritual growth? I'm talking about today's topic. Oh well, I mean, a lot of people they don't think they need to grow anymore. When and those are the ones that really have a lot of growing to do spiritually. Um, mm-hmm. Spiritual growth. You have to realize that. There's room to grow spiritually still, always. There's always room to grow. There's always room to learn. Some people think, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm there, I got it, I got it. No, you ain't ever going to get it all. But you keep growing. You ain't ever going to get it all because once you think you have arrived, you hear or see something else, you're like, wow, I didn't know that, you know? So there's always room to grow, but you have to know that you need to grow. You need to know the areas that you need to grow in. Some of us know. That part right there. That part yes. right there. You could be plumped in one area and depleted and depleted in another area. People yes. don't realize that because they think, oh, I'm doing good financially, but mentally right. you're a hot mess. Emo- right. Girl, okay, keep talking, Tammy. That's why I was looking for you, Lady T. <laughs> <laughs> right. So a lot of people, they think what you just said, they think because they're doing good in one area that that, that covers all the other areas in their life. No, you still need to grow in different areas. So once you pinpoint that area and you realize that you need to grow in that area, that's the area you start working on. And then Mm -hmm. if you can multitask, you work on a couple of the areas. But if you can't multitask, then you just try try to get one good, get one down, and then go to the next. You have time. Well, we don't know when we're going to go, but while you have the time, just try to do what you can because you can't keep going through life thinking that you have arrived, thinking that you can walk in church and shout and all this, but you haven't even grown spiritually. You don't even know anything. You don't even have a relationship with God because of certain areas you have not grown in. So mm-hmm. you cannot shout that away. You cannot you know, speak tongue. You can't speak in tongues and think that's going to take it away. You can't do all that because mm-hmm. it's more. It's more to it than that. You know, you can't just go in and, and you raise your hands and cry mm-hmm. because somebody sang your song in church and think that you've grown. You have. Mm-hmm. There's things you have to do outside the church, inside the church. There's things you have to do daily to grow spiritually. Are you reading your word daily? Are you praying daily? Are you calling out His name daily? You know, are you spending time? worshiping and are you spending time praising you know are you mm-hmm. applying the word to the area that you're defeated in mm-hmm. you know i want to you know? hear something i'm going to log on a call because i got somebody waiting to come on now because we're in troubled times right now there's a lot of stuff going on a lot going on in the world in our homes in our you know at the workplace it's just a lot going on but when you learn to grow spiritually and mature now, we've done shows, Lady T, about spiritual maturity, but I don't know if we really focus on that growth. But with spiritual growth, it increases your knowledge and understanding of God's work. Not your work, but God's work. That's one. The second thing it does 
it's, it decreases your frequency and severity of sin. Now, people go do certain things, but when you have grown and mature, you're not so quick to sin or become a sinner, even though we're sinners saved by grace. We know better. They say when you know better, you do better. Spiritual growth increases your practice of Christ-like qualities. It doesn't mean being perfect, but it increases your practice of it. And the fourth one, it increases in your faith and trust in God. See, we'll say, oh, I believe, or I'm walking in the Spirit, or I'm, but we, sometimes we just talk. We talk to talk, but we don't do the walk. Let me log on this caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Now I can say good afternoon. You know, Tuesday kind of confused me because we come on at 1130 verse 12, so we do the pulpit to the couch. So on Tuesday is when we provide spiritual teachings, trying to bring things to the forefront to give individuals a better understanding. So, Miss Christine, or Christina, mm-hmm. you like how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm hanging in there, and I was just listening. You know, I'm sorry I couldn't log on earlier. I forgot I had a telephone appointment, but anyway, so um, I'm doing okay. I'm just, I was trying to catch what she was saying about, you know, about, you know, if you have, you need to be doing this and this and this, and if you're not, then, you know, it, it makes it mm-hmm. um, with the church, you know, praying and that, talking to God and doing stuff like that. Now, um I don't know what you guys were talking about earlier because I didn't get a chance to look at what today was about. It's, uh, what is so? What is, what is your the topic it's last today? Minute. We're talking about spiritual growth because I wanted to talk about sorrow. I wanted to talk about responsibilities and accountability. But then I said, and, and I thought to myself, why am I going to be talking about all of this when individuals may not have an understanding or a concept of what we're talking about because we've got to talk about spiritual growth. It just popped in my spirit when I was taking my shower today. And I mm-hmm. didn't put it out like 11 o'clock and I got to come on at 11.30. But when we start talking about growing, planting a seed and watch it grow, we do that with young children. We try to, you know, partake in certain things in people's lives, but watching that growth. And when we start seeing all of these things that's happening around and amongst us, when you've grown or you're growing spiritually, it don't have the impact that it would on other people. And some individuals are watching you because they'll say, oh, well, they're mature or they're very intellectual. And sometimes we call people holy rollers and all this other stuff, but sometimes they're grown in certain areas. And what Lady T was talking about when she was saying it, it reminded me of going to the gym. You don't go to the gym and just say, I'm going to work on my abs, I want to do my cardio, I'm going to – you know, do some biceps, I'm going to do some leg press. Because when you do, and I, and I used to do that, Tammy, so I'll admit I was wrong for that. Girl, I would come back, I'll go home feeling like a prince, so I'd be hurting so bad. So you've got to work on certain areas that you know you're deficient. And that's what she was right. sharing. Because sometimes you think, yeah. okay, I got, I'm good over here, but I'm lacking over here, but we don't want to go where we're lacking. Because we're so busy thinking we got it all together where we think we're most successful. That's kind of what she was talking about. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I, and I agree. I mean, you have, you have to work on, you need to work on the areas that need to be worked on. And, you know, and it's interesting you said that holy roller. I mean, I haven't heard that in a term in a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, girl. We got people, they kind of, uh-uh, uh-uh, tell me what your husband used to say or your brother they act like they were, what, Jesus' first cousin or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and you know what? So, and the problem with this, when you start seeing that, you start seeing where they're deficient in certain areas. But you know what, Lady T, I got a question, not a question, but I want to elaborate on something. Mm-hmm. When you see that people can do better in certain areas, a lot of mm-hmm. times I found, and it, this is coming from a therapeutic perspective, not just a um, one that's more um, spiritual because I'm relational too, how and what is the best way to address it? Because sometimes individuals become defensive or offended. The best way to address? The the best way to address something in an individual, when you see something in somebody or you see that they can grow in certain areas. Because sometimes when you go, I, I do, when I do therapy, I tell people there's two things I can do. I can make you laugh, and I'm going to make you think. 
Now, mm-hmm. one of the things that I did not realize that I was doing until people brought it to my attention was I was giving people hope as through my testimony and the fruits of my labor, it showed that it was possible. Mm-hmm. And I had the revelation when I was, I, I saw a woman on, I think it was one of my social media things. I don't know if it was Facebook, LinkedIn, one of them, it was on there. And she had a panel, and she was putting the panel together with some women in leadership. And so, and I wanted to get in, and it's funny, too, she's a first lady, too, and her name is Tammy, and she's in Sacramento. <laughs> and she, when I sent her one of my speaker sheets to tell her, you know, she was looking for people to come on her podcast. I'm like, okay, no problem, I'll do that. I ain't got nothing to do. And it was on a Saturday at 5 o'clock, which I took time out of my schedule on Saturday, to go on her show. But it was fun. But when she was talking about being a leader, a leader has to show growth and maturity. And that mm-hmm. kind of takes us to spiritual. You've got to have growth and you have to be mature. Now, I brought That's up some things, and the one thing she was talking about and one of the questions she had was, being a leader, do you demonstrate the characteristics of leadership? So in your spiritual growth, are you demonstrating that you have grown in certain areas of your life? Now, I talk in circles a lot, but and I started to show off by saying that a situation had happened, and my son came to my home and looked at me and said, Mom, you've changed. What he was telling me was, Mom, you've grown. Mom, you're not doing things the way I thought you probably would have reacted. I didn't react that way because I matured. And now that I'm in a leadership position, I understand more things, and I also know that I'm going to be accountable or I am accountable for a lot of things, and I have to be responsible, but I also have to make sure that I continue to grow in my spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. To be the, you got to know when to follow. That's where mm-hmm. why many are in trouble. Sometimes, as and, and, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head because, like I said, I didn't put this show together until 11 o'clock, so I had like 30 minutes to do this. So when we start talking about growing, as a child we thought, I can't wait to get grown. I can't wait to be an adult. Now, I have a granddaughter that just turned 18, and I asked her a question, so how does it feel to be an adult? It really hasn't hit her yet, but mm-hmm. we, we think that we're done because I'm an adult. No, you're not. Even if you're right. 99 years old, you're still growing. So my <laughs> question then became, Lady T., how do you get a person to acknowledge that they may be deficient in an area versus pointing it out to where they become offended by you pointing mm-hmm. it out? Well, you know, I mean, no matter how you um, present something, no matter how you bring something to someone, some people are just going to be offended regardless, and that's when you know it's not you and it's not your delivery. It's Thank just you. they have something against you telling them. Certain mm-hmm. people, they don't want certain people that they have an issue with. They're not going to say they have an issue with, but they have an issue with deep down. They don't want to hear anything from them, whether it's dead on. So <laughs> right there, there, there has to be growth right there on that side, but you always mm-hmm. go to someone in love and kindness. You don't go to someone and say, you raggedy. You you know you don't know how to do this right. You know you ain't no good at that. No, you you because some people, the delivery is too blunt, and some people can't mm-hmm. handle that. But you just say, you can go to someone and be like, you know, I've noticed that, you know, you really like doing this, but you really want to learn how to do it. And, you know, if you already have, you know, if you already know, or have growth in that area, you could say, well, you know, I can help you if you like. I mean, because I see that you like doing it, but you just need to, you know, you just need to know a little more. You need to grow a little more in that area, you know, because, you know, like, I, for instance, in church, I've noticed that there's a lot of people, they they, they quickly want to run and lay hands and pray on people, but their life is towed up from the flow up, but they want to pray for somebody else. 
they don't want to accept. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want to accept that their life is messed up, but they get offended if you say, please don't pray for me, because you can sense that there's some areas they need to grow in that they're not willing to fix. And mm-hmm. um, they get offended because you say, please don't pray for me. But the Bible tells us, lay hands on no man. Like, you don't, you're not supposed to lay hands suddenly on anybody, you know, because mm-hmm. God will tell you, like like me. There's a lot of people I'd be like, oh, they, they this needs to happen, this needs to happen. But if God didn't tell me to go to that person and tell them, then I won't. But he'll give you the right time, the right opportunity to go to that person, and it'll be perfect, and they'll receive it because he sends you. Mm-hmm. You just have to have an ear to hear and know, and he will send you to that person. Now, some people he won't send you to, but if you recognize it, you can say something to someone you know they would listen to, and they can go to them and they will receive it from them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you said that because that is so true. And what I would get in trouble, and your brother told me a long time ago, because I was very strong discernment, and he brought to my attention that, that your discernment is not for you to go tell people. Your discernment is for you right. to know. And I always felt if I mm-hmm. knew it and I didn't bring it up, I try to make sure it's a a safe opportunity. I'm not going to say a good opportunity because I don't mm-hmm. want to be where I, I discerned it, it came up, and then, boom, they go fall in that hole or whatever. But in some cases, they was meant to fall in that hole anyway, and I wasn't supposed to drag my mm-hmm. hole. But I try to have a conversation mm-hmm. with individuals. And in therapy, it becomes difficult sometimes because that's part of their mental health growth or relational growth. And sometimes individuals can get mad. They get mad. But we look at that as transparent, mm-hmm. counter-transparent. Right. I don't think that they right. teach that in church because there's a lot of church hurt, even when individuals right. are trying to obtain spiritual growth, but they don't mm-hmm. realize church hurt, you're going to feel a certain way by someone in leadership or someone that's your spiritual guide, guide I mean a spiritual person, because that's what they're supposed to do. And they're supposed to have six mm-hmm. years, but they're not supposed to be playing God, because you're not God. So sometimes people think that they're there, and you still got a long way to go yourself. You know, you got some work you got to do. You got to do it daily. You got to maintain that. And that can be a challenge because you think that, oh, I've arrived at the promised land. No, you haven't. You ain't there yet because you're still living. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. Some, you just have to be careful. I mean, God, like you said, God will give you discernment on who to go to and who not to go to. Sometimes you're just mm-hmm. in the right place at the right time, or sometimes, you know, there's someone you absolutely do not know. But God will have mm-hmm. you go to them, and they'll receive it from you because you don't even know them. And they'll oh, yeah. receive it because but they're sometimes like, it scares them. Sometimes it's scary because, you know, right. I've had conversations as a therapist, and I do what they call solution-focused therapy. I try to make it short, keep it brief, keep it simple, and keep it moving. And they don't know how I know so much about them just in the conversation because I'm listening, I'm paying attention, and I have a very strong discernment. What you do, and I want to talk about this spiritual growth part, you have to examine yourself. If you're yeah. making every effort to grow in the knowledge of Christ and godliness, then you are bearing the fruit of the faith in him, and you will never fall. However, if you are not eager to diligently confirm your calling, then you may be blind to your true spiritual condition. And while many of us endure seasons of spiritual dryness, the long-term patterns of neglect should give us pause about our spiritual condition. That's where I get in trouble, Tammy. <laughs> I run from it. I've always been around. I run. I'll be like, I don't want to do this, Lord. Lord, I ain't got time for this. I, well, I've got to be the one. And I was going to these conversations. <laughs> but if we spend as much of our lives resisting, Pursuing godliness in the ways God has given us, then we might be deceiving ourselves as whether we have cleansed from our sins through Christ. And if we have been cleansed, then we should long to become like the one who did the cleaning. The power of God within us aids us in our endeavor to grow in godliness. And through the habit of grace, 
we can supplement our faith, building up with efficient effectiveness and truthfulness. The habits, Tammy. A lot of us got bad habits. And sometimes them bad habits, those bad thoughts, those bad negative beliefs hinder us growing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm looking at mm-hmm. what they talk about, and this is in wellwateredwomen.com, and they talked about the eternal benefits. There are some benefits to growing spiritually because it gives you a peace. Mm-hmm. It gives yeah. you a sense of knowing. I don't, like I tell people, I don't know everything, but I know what I need to know, and I'm eager to go and learn more. I learn more when I'm about my spiritual walk as I, when I do these shows on Tuesday, because i got to educate mm-hmm. myself, and I have to know what I'm talking about and have confidence and let God work through me in order for me to be able to share this information with other people. Otherwise, how am I going to convince you of something I don't believe myself? So when we start talking about the external benefits, it indicates, do you see how faithfulness is tied to godliness and how godliness is tied to God's word? And being trained by the word and the good doctrine of the Lord requires being rooted in those words and doctrines. The resulting benefits aren't just for this life, but for the one to come. Lady T, can you speak on that? It says in here, with the external benefits, when you grow spiritually, you can get yourself ready. I'll use this as an example. Many people, they talk about death, they talk about going to heaven, they talk about, but they don't want to die. <laughs> Many people don't even want to die or surrender to their sin. Feel it all around them, but they'll talk all this good talk, but not realize the external benefits of spiritual growth. Because when you mm-hmm. learn to start growing spiritually, and it goes back to you shed the wrong, meaning I'm not doing the bad stuff I used to do anymore. The unreal mm-hmm. concept. Some concepts wasn't getting me nowhere. I was being stuck. My thoughts, my beliefs, my core belief systems was distorted. My ideas. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're not negative or positive, but if you had this bad idea about something or this negative, no, it's not going to get you nowhere. Of becoming more conscious and aware, meaning mm-hmm. you've got to become aware that there's something bigger, stronger, and greater than you. Mm-hmm. So we well, start talking uh-huh. about growth. We're that, uh, it's talking about that growth. Right. And there well, are benefits. Um, there, there are benefits to spiritual growth. And um, there's when we grow, when we grow spiritually, like you said, there is a peace because it's like, oh, wow. You know, it's like something else you found out. But some people, you were you were talking about um, people always talking about heaven, heaven, heaven. That's, some people believe that it don't matter what they do, they're going to heaven because they don't believe there's a hell. <laughs> and I'm serious. I've heard a lot of people say they don't believe. There's a hell, and I've heard people say they don't believe there's a heaven, but they believe there's a hell. So I'm like, then where do you think you're going? You know, just, Mm -hmm. but some people don't believe that. And um, me, I like to, you know, if I'm going to go to someone and if I'm going to point something out, I got to make sure that I'm grown in that area, that I've been there, done that, and I've conquered it. And I'm past it, and I've grown in that area, and now I can tell the story so I can go to somebody else and help them. But if I have not grown in that area, I'm not going to approach someone and try to tell them something and mess them up even more worse than they already are. Girl, I'm not going to do that. Let I me know. Talk on the next and that's mm-hmm. I, I'm listening. You can keep talking. I'm talking to mine. Okay. What were you and saying? That, and that, you know what I mean? A lot of people do that. A lot of people get messed up because they go uh-huh. to false prophets. They go and right. they want somebody else to do the work for them. I was talking to somebody about Miss Porter, and Miss Porter, she was a pastor. She was a, a woman of God, and how she would never give me an answer, but she'd give me a book. 
Then one day I was talking to a client, sharing that, and I reached over and I pulled out the book. And the book was Comfort Prayers. And she says, in the book, I found the book, all the books I got, I found a book that she gave me the day of my mother's funeral. And she said, Jeanette, I love you. I bless Miss Porter's. And I was like, but she was grown in a lot of areas. And there was other areas she had me helping her with. And there was a lot of areas she was developing in me to get me to grow spiritually. Now, Carla, I just logged you on 3-1. What do you want to add to the show as we're talking about spiritual growth? Thirty-one. Hello. Okay. What do you want to add to the show? We're talking about spiritual growth. Oh, I, I didn't actually want to add something. I just wanted to thank you and your listeners for the information that you guys put out because you have opened my eyes to a lot more areas than I didn't even give consideration to before listening to this show. Okay. All right. Okay. I want to go talking about how can we pursue this transformation. Because, you know, Lady T, spiritual growth is a transformation. And sometimes I look at it like age. We're going to age whether we want to or not. But when we start talking about spiritual growth, we become consistent Many don't believe and they don't trust. So because they don't believe and they don't trust, they kind of may not want to grow spiritually because they don't think they have to grow spiritually. It's like an adult child becoming an adult and saying, well, I'm not going nowhere. Shoot, my mama pull a gun out of you and be like, you're going somewhere. <laughs> I was just going to be in that room taking out that twin bed. You know, but they'll, they don't realize sometimes we, we're going to grow, but how did you grow? Did you grow deeper into sin or did you change your thought process? And like I said, how can we pursue this transformation? To truly grow more in this likeness in these ways of others and each other. In Romans 8 5, I'll let you the show. In Romans 8 5 tells us those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the the things of the, it says they, they, according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. So what happened is, if you see in the flesh, you believe in the flesh, you're going to keep going in the flesh. If you start right. focusing on your growth, you're going to learn how to be more spirit-like to do things differently. Okay, Lady T, was mm-hmm. you about to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, well, um, I was gonna I was gonna use that analogy of a child. Um, mm-hmm. Growing spiritually, yes, it's it's important to grow spiritually. If if you know you believe in God, you're saved, and you know all of that. But mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say, even as a child, even if you don't want to grow up mentally, your body still changes. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Your body still changes. You don't stay a baby kicking and saying ga ga goo goo. You your mm-hmm. body you change. You grow and you keep growing and your body parts change and you know and but if you want to keep the mind of a child and you don't want to grow mentally, that's just that's a decision. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't want to grow up. You know, you want to mm-hmm. stay as a child, you know. And the Bible said when I was a child, I thought as a child, but when I grew up, I thought about, you know, grown-up things. So mm-hmm. you, when you grow, your mind should grow. And it's just like in the church. When you grow, you know, in the church, when you grow spiritually, things start to change. Mm-hmm. Your walk changes. The way you do things change. When you start mm-hmm. to grow spiritually in certain areas, everything about you changes. And it's like, wow, and you, you start to see the change. Well, and sometimes when you grow spiritually, you don't see that you have, but other people will be like, oh, I noticed something different about you. You've really improved in this area. They'll, they'll, they'll call it out, and they'll be like, oh, well, thank you, because, you know, that's, that's what it is. So growing spiritually, like you said, it brings a peace. It brings a calming over you because now 
you feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Because even after you get saved, you're still trying to figure things out. You're still trying to figure out where you belong, where you are, what is your calling, what did God Mm -hmm. call you to do? Are you in the right place? Are you in the right building for worship? Are you you around the right right place of fellowship? And a lot of times people don't know that Right, right. Is your are you under the right leadership? Is this who you're supposed to be under, or are you supposed to be under someone else? I mean, you have you have to think about all those things because a lot of those things are important because it can stunt your growth as well. Because if you're under someone who does not like for people to grow, but they like to get all the attention, then you won't even realize that you've grown because they're shooting it down. Yep. It kind of like that. I remember seeing in a Jet magazine a long time ago, there was a pot of boiling water with crabs. And as the crabs was trying to crawl out the pot, something was over the pot pushing them back down. And sometimes that can happen in the church because some people may not want you to grow in the church because they want you mm-hmm. to be fixated and trusted in them and not God. Now, our spiritual right. growth and transformation does not happen in the instant we put our trust in Christ because we're going to be tested. Things are going to happen. So just because one bad thing happens, you don't just say, oh, I give up. I don't want to do this no more. It's like playing baseball. I, I love playing softball. And I remember one time I got hit in the head, I hit in the eye with a softball. I didn't say I ain't never hit no ball no more. They bet not never. I had to realize that was part of my growth and development. So sometimes these things happen. It is a lifelong process. And even though there are a few things that can help us intentionally pursue God's hand over our spiritual formation through the thrills and the trials. So like I said, we're going to be tested. We're going to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to go through death. We're going to go through pain. We're going to be hurting. It's only a test. And that's going to show how resilient you are. And like I was saying earlier, Tammy, it was brought to my attention when the client said, Jeanette, you give us you let us know that it's possible. And I realized that when I was on a woman that I didn't even know talking about women in leadership, and I started thinking, dang, I've been doing this for 16 years. Dang, I've had the other company for 11 years. Dang, I, thought, I didn't know. I really didn't know. But I gave those women hope. And that's what we want God to do is to let us know we're okay based on the Bible, his words, and his promises. And we grow, and then we get to the point to where it's like, you know what? I can't trust God. I can't believe in God. And prayer hinges on God. Our resilience is found and pressing on in prayer. And Jesus, the Son of God, prayed. He prayed before he started his ministry. He prayed through his many miracles. He prayed in solitude and amongst others. He prayed that he be spared the cross. Jesus Christ prayed with expectation and confidence anchored in the hearer and of his prayers. See, a lot of times people say, well, what do you expect? Oh, I didn't expect nothing. I didn't want nothing. I ain't doing this for nothing. You know, I'm doing this because I want to make sure that I remember you said one time that at the end of the day, he said, well, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that's what, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what all, that's what all, that's what all say folks should want to hear. Well done, my good and faithful mm-hmm. son. I did what I was supposed to do. I tell people I do what I'm supposed to do so then I can sometimes do what I want to do. But by that same token, you got to find that balance. Yeah, I know we're about and we got to be careful. I was gonna say, and be careful too, because you know how to do something well. Do it for the right reason, because God looks there at the go. heart. Don't don't do it for the wrong reason. Don't do it to be seen, because if you do it to be seen, that's your reward. There, there you go. But you know what, though, ladies, that's a problem because individuals they lose their way. Some people have fallen from grace because yes. they've grown. So even a fruit can rotten on a tree. 
The birds can eat the fruit off the tree, and the thing be still stuck on the tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it grew, but it got messed up. Now, and I'm going to say again, spiritual growth, and it says, what is it? Spiritual growth is detailed in Second Peter chapter 1, and it says, um, eight through, 3 through 8, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of who called us by his glory and goodness through those deeds, given us a very great and precious promise so that through him you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to um, not to just knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so spiritual growth includes, and I talked about increasing your knowledge and understanding God's word, decreasing the frequency and severity of sin, increasing your practice in Christ-like qualities, and increasing your faith. So when we start talking about in Corinthians 11:1, 1, Paul says, follow my example, follow Christ. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example of what it truly means to be spiritual. So spiritual growth is done in order for spiritual growth to occur. You need to make sure you possess a true spiritual life through the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that doesn't mean be perfect, Tammy. A lot of times people say, well, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to take care of this and I'm not done yet or I can't wait till I get old enough to drink. Why do you want to wait till you get old enough to start putting poison in your body? Why do you want to? So we find these excuses and that's why we got to get out of of our own way, because God has given us eternal life, and that this life is in his son, who his son has life. So we need to be mindful and learning to grow. And I want to say this, and I'm going to let you finish the show, Lady T. Learning to grow spiritually, like I said, is a lifelong journey, which occurs as you read and apply God's word to your life. And Second Timothy Chapter 3, 16 to 17, teaches us all scripture is God, brethren, breathing, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And in order to for spiritual growth to occur, we must be taught, we must rebuke, we must be corrected and trained by God's word. What do you want the listeners to know before we end the show today, Lady T? Just to um, know that there's nothing wrong with growing spiritually. It's a great thing. And to just have a willing heart to receive constructive criticism or to receive someone coming to talk to you about growth. Just, you know, have an open heart. Have an open mind. Keep an open mind because you never know. They might be the key to changing your life helping you grow and find that peace that you're looking for. So as long as we have a willing heart to receive and accept, then it, you know, hey, we can grow. We can grow, 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 and keep growing. And you know what? I want to add to that, Lady T, don't take things personal. A lot of times when I'm even doing therapy, I tell people, been there, done there, got my T-shirt. My mother used to say that. But sometimes people come to you, even, and I know in therapy, with situations that I may have experienced myself, and I'm not saying my way is the right way. I'm not saying that just because I got through it, it's going to work for you. But what I'm saying is, and what I'm talking to my clients a lot of times, is I understand for what you go do about it, because I can't do it for you. What you mm-hmm. go do yeah. about your situation. And that's right. what a lot of people get stuck and stagnant, and it stunts their growth. Yeah, and one more thing, one more thing. If if someone has wronged you or someone has done something wrong to you and you feel like someone's done wrong to you and that's the person God uses to come to you, don't 
don't not receive it because you did something to them and you think they're trying to return the favor because everyone's not like that. Everyone's not like that. So you have to know when um, someone's coming to you and they have your best interest at heart and when someone is trying to come and deceive you and mess you up and lead you in the wrong direction and lead you down the wrong, you should have enough discernment to know when that is happening. Well, because of another thing, too, everybody that comes into your life, is not they're not always there to be there to serve a, a good purpose because, you know, I and I'm going to use this as an example. I wish you would have... Lady T, Mr. Mr. Tony came and showed up in the side, and I did not believe Mr. Tony was coming. But mm-hmm. Mr. Tony was rewiring our electrical And the electrical wiring in the hallway was messed up. And it had been messed up for years. Now, I'm looking at this of growth, meaning I could have thought it was okay, meaning sometimes we think, what I'm doing is fine. I'm not bothering nobody. Everything Sometimes our wiring can be wrong. Things can be messed up. And at the end of the day, we can burn ourselves out or blow some stuff up. So we got to make sure that we clean up some of the stuff that's been messed up spiritually in our mind, in our body, in our soul. Because that's how we're going to grow, and that's how we're going to mature, and then we will start doing things differently. Anything else you got, Lady T? Uh, No, that's it. Um, Yeah, just, you know, I pray everyone have a great day and just find out what areas need to grow in and work on those areas. And, you know, God loves us regardless. Mm-hmm. And Lady T, I can't wait to get my pomegranate because I know it's going to come as a little bitty tree thing, and I'm going to watch it grow. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm half of 100, hopefully by the time I'm 80, 90, I can go outside and pick my pomegranate. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't plant that tree a long time ago, but I'm going to plant it, and I'm going to watch it grow, and I'm going to pray up my mm-hmm. little tree with some pomegranate because right. I just don't want to be paying no three for nine for one little pomegranate. So there okay. is... A right when you can grow. There's a price. Okay? We've yeah. got to talk about that first. Well, Lady T, thank you, and I will teach that with you later on in the week to see what's going on with you, yours, and your family, because I haven't heard from nobody in a while. So, love you. Right. And again, thank you for joining us here for another episode at Precious Predicaments. Don't forget to share the information. If you have any topics or anything you want me to talk about or you want to hear or you want to talk about it, got this platform. Put it out there. Like I said, it's heard in several in countries, several states. It's not about where you at or where you want to go with this information because people are listening. So thank you again. My name is Jeanette Abney. Next week, remember, got this. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>